Well, our very own uh, MP, uh, Ahmed Mansour Sheikh Imam, has been making the headlines uh, for the right reasons. And he's been uh, prodding and, uh, you know, instigating the South African government and saying, yes, why uh, uh, the citizens of Israel can get, uh, you know, exemption for visa and come into this country without the visa. What about the Palestinians? So he's, uh, mashallah, he's doing this. It has now uh, resulted in uh, that the Palestinians can come into this country without visa. So, uh, you know, we embraced and celebrate uh, Ahmad Manzoor Sheikh Imam. And uh, this morning I had uh, Ahmad Manzoor Sheikh Imam on another platform and I thought it's apt for us to play uh, that uh, interview on our platform of uh, Wasail Al-Alam Sadiqa, courtesy of uh, Sirius FM. And uh, well, Alhamdulillah, with me hosting the show, so uh, it's uh, part of uh, my effort there. So, inshallah, sit back and enjoy Ahmad Manzoor Sheikh Imam really making a difference and, you know, getting... Uh, good news coming through. So, Bismillah. Yes, uh, you're on Sirius FM and uh, really having a mashallah morning over the you, you, you and you and you and that time of the morning where we uh, join our very own uh, member of parliament, uh, the leader of the NFP, a firebrand, a man that gets th- things done on his segment. Uh, Politicking with Ahmed. Ahmed, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Congratulations in order. We embrace you. We celebrate you. You made a statement. You asked the government and all of a sudden, and suddenly you got a good news for the Ummah. Talk to us, Ahmed. How are you doing this morning? Jubba Mubarak and Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jumma Mubarak to you, to all our listeners. Indeed, a beautiful morning with great news for our Palestinian brothers and sisters who are, you know, will be able to visit South Africa without any visas. If you remember that I've been raising this again and again, that why is it that Israelis can come to South Africa without any visa requirements and travel freely in South Africa while the Palestinian counterparts you know, who have their rights being violated every single day of their lives are not allowed to do that. There were stringent conditions in place. More importantly, you know, some of the excuses or reasons we were given, it was to do with intelligence, uh, state security that had problems with Palestinians. But of course, Alhamdulillah, after putting pressure, after raising it many a times in Parliament, writing to the minister as even up to last week as well, Another question to him on the same issue. We have now been uh, given the great and good news. The website is now updated. If you look at the website, it shows clearly that uh, uh, Palestinians are exempt from visas for South Africa up to 90 days at a time. So I think that's really, really a great achievement, great news for our Palestinian brothers and sisters. And we should look forward to having some of them come to visit us in South Africa. And perhaps it's also an opportunity for us here who may be well off, who are financially stable and secure, stable homes to try and, you know, accommodate some of these people, you know, bring them here, even if it's for holidays and things, so that they could have some peace of mind with the atrocities that are committed against them every day in, in, in Palestine. So, yes, indeed, I think it's, it's really great news for me, great news for our people in this country. Well, the next thing we would be calling for is to deal with the issue of South Africans training in the Israel army and which poses a serious threat to the country. Remember that it is unlawful uh, and despite that we haven't done much about it, but I have raised that as well 
and ministers are dealing with it. Minister Pandey is supposed to be going in October to to Palestine. Uh, it will be interesting to see whether they will give her a visa. If you remember previously, Ronnie Castles went and they refused up until the day he was going to go. They refused to give him a visa until Abombeki uh, uh, contacted them and said to them that if you don't give the visa, then we will do exactly the same to you people. And that's when they gave the visa. So perhaps we need government to put a lot more pressure on Israelis for refusing and rejecting our visa. But the important thing is there's something to celebrate. Palestinian brothers and sisters are free to come to South Africa. No visa requirements for them at this point in time. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the congratulations are not in a message from uh, Rasul. He says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That's why I like uh, listening to you, Ahmad Mandur Sheikh Imam. You uh, walk the talk. You don't only talk the talk. Allah bless you now and forever. Where can we get another that can serve the ummah like yourself? Allah bless you, Ahmad. Ahmad? Yes, Jazakallah for that, brother. I appreciate it. That is what I am. That is my responsibility. I haven't done anything out of the world. It's my responsibility as a public, particularly also to the Ummah as well, you know. And I'm glad to have been, you know, made uh, uh, some significant gains in terms of being able to, first of all, downgrade the embassy and now, of course, to get Palestinians to come here, alhamdulillah. But, of course, the struggle goes on. It's a lot, lot, lot more work to be done so that the Palestinians can be free in this country. It's also the same thing with the Koi and San in this country who have been neglected. Yesterday we had Heritage Day debates and only the ANC, as the last speaker mentioned, all the other parties spoke about everything to do with heritage, but nobody speaks about the first indigenous nation, the Koi. The very same Koi who defeated the Portuguese you know, to protect us. Otherwise, we would have been under Portuguese rule. But Palestinians go through a very tough time, and I hope this will will help to ease some of the pressure on them so that they might be able to travel. And like I said, a lot of us in this country, Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with a whole lot. Perhaps it's an opportunity to bring some of them, you know, uh, they are losing their mothers, their fathers, they're losing their land. children, babies are dying. It's really very tragic what is going on, very painful to even read those articles or watch what is going on, that limited amount of media coverage that they give us. But I can tell you that, you know, you have to feel the pain of the Palestinian brothers and sisters. You have to feel the pain of whatever goes on, whether it's in Morocco, whether it's in Libya, you know, or in Sudan, wherever it is, it is our brothers and sisters, you know, uh, 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 the one thing we must never forget that we are one nation all over the world. We must not allow people to abuse us, to violate our human rights, to divide us on race, religion, uh, tradition, culture, uh, tribe, uh, all these things. We must not allow these things. These opportunistic politicians who tend to do this, you know, to, 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 to gain control. So, yes, indeed. And that's basically the Palestinian issue, brother Shabbat. It's very simple. I mean, can you imagine there are people in this country, and yet there are people in this country support these people, Israel, who support the Ukrainians for what they are doing in collusion with the West. So what kind of leadership do we have? We're not asking them to base this on, on forget about what religion and whatever you are, but what about the humanity in you? Can you not consider that at least that any atrocities against any human being, no matter who and what they are, is not acceptable? So really, I think we need to have a real look as, 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 
when we 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 because when we support organizations and people in this country who are, are aiding and abetting atrocities against our very own people so how are you going to answer for that that you went and supported somebody so that put them in a position of strength so that they can come back and oppress your very own people how are you going to answer for that Mm, a good point there indeed. Uh, Ahmad Ibrahim says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Ahmad Mandur Sheikh Imam. I wonder why the ANC never thought like you. It seems as if uh, you're the only brain box in parliament. Once again, congratulations. We embrace you. Also, uh, Brother Shafat, uh, you should be giving Ahmad a gold medal. Hey, I think the, yeah, the Ummah should think of uh, something like that. Ahmad, how you respond to Ibrahim? Yes, I- Brother Ibrahim, Jazakallah, I appreciate it, my brother. Yes, together I think we can do more. But I think what is very important, Brother Ibrahim, is just that we need a lot more leaders from the Ummah to be represented in all the structures of government, national parliaments, provincial legislatures, councils and things. We need who better than our own people looking after the interest of our own. So I think, you know, we, we need to bring in more people. We need to identify have a whole lot of talent, capacity, people with integrity amongst us, a successful business people, medical experts, uh, financial experts, legal experts. We've got them all. Let's bring them. Let's bring them. Let's come together. And, and be a force to be reckoned so that we could be taken seriously. Let us not continue to be referred to as minorities. Minorities can really make a difference. And I believe we have what it takes. So my pleas to our brothers and sisters, even the children, let's encourage them, let's entice them to get into mainstream politics so that because we cannot separate politics from the world from life itself. We can't say, no, I don't want to get into politics because politics is a way of life. And only by you contributing, you can improve the quality of life of our people. Or are we going to allow the country to continue the way it is with, you know, 73% debt to GDP at this point in time, five and a half trillion rand debt. That's only national governments that borrowing more and more. You understand. So there's the crisis that is looming in South Africa. And I believe we have the people to make a difference and make a change. Come together, my brothers and sisters. Identify them. Let's they make a stand. Let's start somewhere and let's make the difference, inshallah. Yes, Ahmed, that you said, inshallah. Make the difference. Uh, Shukr says, assalamu alaikum, uh, brother Shafat Ahmed Khan, Ahmed Mandur Sheikh Imam. I want to remind Ahmed uh, that he is the second South African that has uh, done so much for the Palestinians. The first was Ahmadi that you remember Bruce Schaaf, he had the competition for the uh, Palestinians and he had the picture competition and he conscientized the whole world about the plight of the Intifada. Now Ahmad Mandar Sheikh Imam has done it uh, for the Palestinians. Viva! Viva Ahmad! Viva! Okay, free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Ahmad! You in a very uh, good company there because Ahmad that did it. I mean, the competition was uh, world renowned and, you know, it made headlines and so forth. Here you are, the second Muslim to have done it, Ahmad. Done it well indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts? Well, Jazakallah, yes, indeed. I think our brother, the late brother, did that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him the highest place in Jannah. What immense contribution he has made to society and the Palestinian cause as well. Uh, you know, incredible piece of work by Brother Ahmed Dida. There's no doubt about it. But like I said, Brother Shafat, the fight goes on. We are far from achieving, 
you know, uh, uh, normality for the Palestinian people. And only by coming together, encouraging our counterparts in the different countries, being part and parcel of the structures representing the people of this country, we can make a difference even in our people whose rights are being violated elsewhere, other parts of the world. So, yes, indeed, I think, uh, indeed, it's a great privilege, you know, to be representing your people and making a difference. But I know that we have so much of capacity and talent in amongst our people. And that, again, I want to say, come together. Let's create more Brother Ahmed Didats in this country. Let's follow in his footsteps. And then, inshallah, we will be able to achieve a lot more for our people. We'll prevent them from being having their rights violated. And, 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 and we have everything to give us the guidance and the direction and the wisdom to be able to lead question is why are we not leading in certain of these countries and I think we need to encourage it so that yes indeed we can take what we have which nobody has you know uh, our holy Quran alhamdulillah and of course the way of life of what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. what more do we need if we can just take that into society use those principles you know and values what a world we can create even in South Africa but all over the world we can go out there and make a difference so, yes, indeed, I think it's important that we work together to try and identify our brothers and sisters. And I want to say very importantly, work on the youth. Let's, let's start these youth, uh, you know, uh, movements and things like that. And, 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 and we, we will, I can tell you, we will certainly uh, uh, achieve the, the, the whatever goals and vision we have for a better society. I know it will come. And we have youth that are based on our discipline, our values, our morals, our guidance and wisdom that we have. We have the right, we have all the tools. And you just inculcate that into our youth and let them be the future of this country and the world, of course. Suleiman says, Assalamu alaikum, Ahmed Mandur, Sheikh Imam, congratulations in order. I made a point uh, that is so uh, brilliant about Sabu Mbeki. He stood for no nonsense. He was someone that if he uh, didn't like anything, he told the leaders straight on the face. Unlike uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, who seems to acuence in silence when it comes to uh, uh, the uh, Zionist lobby and Israel, uh, Cyril doesn't have uh, the guts like our good friend. Uh, our good friend Tabo in Beck. I think that's a good point, Ahmed. How you respond? Government, and I agree with my brother, that I would have expected government to intervene when members of parliament are refused visas by diplomatic visas. Ministers are refused visas by the Israeli government. And we're not wanting to go to Israel. We're just forced to go by Israel. Or even if we don't go by Israel, they're controlling a whole lot of the Palestinian land in any event. So the problem is, why is it that we don't have leaders like even President Ramaphosa? He's aware of it. Why hasn't he done it? But I had a chat with Minister Pando. She thinks she might not even get a visa to go there. And she indicated to me that they're giving South Africans a very hard time. So why are we not doing the same? Why? Why don't we restrict them? Why don't we put a, you know, stop the movement of money that is flowing in and out? Why don't we stop the, 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 the travelers or do exactly the same thing? Teach them the hard way, you know, and, and, and together with the support we have from the BRICS countries like Russia and others, we would be able to achieve that. So he's making a good point that Tabo Mbeki was able to do that. Why is it? I mean, if you look from 2017 
they passed a motion which they didn't implement the ANC until I had to put pressure and pressure and bring the motion, waited impatiently, restless and frustrated as I was to get my turn to be able to, uh, to raise that motion. You know, but eventually, Alhamdulillah, we did. But did I need to wait so long? Or is it that the, 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 the lives of the Palestinians don't matter? Are we just saying things, playing lip service? Or what is it? Because you have the opportunity. You are the majority party. You've taken a resolution. And yet you do very little or nothing about it. You need an opposition party to come and do it, but you are controlling. But uh, Alhamdulillah, we've managed to achieve some. And yes, indeed, we need maybe more Tabo Mbekis to be able to be, to be steadfast in the belief that we need a better, we need a new world order where people can live in peace, in safety and security, you know, without having their rights being violated. We have our economic rights violated all over the world, social rights violated all over the world. And yet very little or nothing happens yet. Atrocities can be committed by some people is overlooked. When it's by others, then we make a big overlook about it. Ahmed, mm, your congratulatory notes are flying here. And this one says, Assalamu alaikum. Well done, brother Ahmed. May Allah reward you abundantly for your efforts in facilitating freedom for the oppressed in Palestine. Salim Dawood. And uh, let me add another one here. Yaqub says, Assalamu alaikum. Con- congratulations, uh, uh, Ahmed Mantur Sheikh Imam. I must ask you, is uh, U.S. Uh, anti-Palestine, I'm sure they don't give them uh, visa-free entry. But uh, your response uh, to both our brothers here? Well, the U.S. is, is certainly, uh, the U.S., to be honest, is anti-Muslim, evil and anti-Palestine. But Jazakallah, my brothers, I appreciate your comments and your well wishes. But let me be honest with you that the U.S. is, is, is the reason why the Israelis continue committing atrocities against the Palestinian people. If the U.S. pulls out of its support for the Zionists of Israel, you won't have this problem, certainly won't have this problem. It is those countries that are aiding and abetting Israel with arms and ammunition, financial support, and a whole lot of things. If they can do what they've done to Zimbabwe in terms of sanctions and things against Israel, it will work. You know, but uh, nobody is willing to do that, particularly from the West. Why? Because they regard us as a threat. And yet you have so many so-called Muslim countries, you know, that even want to strengthen ties with Israel. Okay, for economic opportunities, but forget about the plight of the Palestinian people. So we are our own greatest enemies. That's the problem we have. And we're playing into the hands of the West like U.S. and others. And all the U.S. does is they come and play the divide and rule. Exactly in South Africa, we have the divide and rule. You have those parties that will, I I don't know, nobody seems to really ask them, what is it you don't see about a human rights violation of another human being? What is it you don't see? (laughs) You know, Mm. they are dying every single day. You have access to the media to see it. But you do Mm. nothing about it, but you come back and you want to defend the oppressor. So it's no difference to, can you imagine if these very same people come back into power in South Africa? What is going to happen? All the gains that we've made is going to be reversed. So let my brothers and sisters be mindful of this, that you're dealing with a bigger enemy in this country and all over the world. But coming back to your point, the U.S. is one of the biggest enemies of Islam all over the world. Whether we like it or not, we need to admit it. 
That's a brilliant point indeed. Uh, do your research and you'll see what Ahmed means uh, by that. Uh, Faisal says, Assalamu alaikum. Once again, uh, congratulations in order for Ahmed Mandur Sheikh Imam. May I remind you, Ahmed, uh, that uh, this is a momentous occasion in the history of South Africa. And uh, I want to know the relationship uh, that uh, the Palestinians had with uh, Nelson Mandela. And it was uh, Yasser Arafat that used to carry the baton at that time. But was he captured? What happened to Yasser Arafat, uh, Ahmed? Suddenly he became a toothless uh, fighter. What, how do you respond to Faisal there, Ahmed? Well, you know, let us not forget the words of our late president, former president Nelson Mandela, when he says, when he said that our freedom is not complete without the freedom of the Palestinian people. But more importantly, yes, you are correct, but that, that problem exists even today. That there are those in Palestine that apparently are in cahoots, you know, uh, uh, with the West and things, and there are those that are not, and that is what has created the instability and the infighting that's taking place, which makes it very, very difficult even here in South Africa. You have groups that have been formed that support, uh, uh, you know, uh, different factions in Palestine. <laughs> and I saw that I was not wanting to have anything to do with it. I just felt that my responsibility is to address all Palestinian gatherings. I was not interested in the politics of them, but there is politics. There are those that are colluding that others are not happy about. Uh, and that's what's making a, 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 that's, that's also making it very difficult to achieve your objectives of a free Palestine. So, you know, it is so bad at this point in time that you can't even have, you can't even consider a two-state solution because Israel has got its presence in peace places all over. Every other, so you can't even separate it. That's how bad the situation is. But the brother's observation is correct. There are those that have sold out. You know, let us not forget we had the same thing here in this country when people sold out to the apartheid government during the days of apartheid. And, and that's what made liberation more difficult. But inshallah, alhamdulillah, we achieved it. And of course, our Palestinian brothers and sisters, inshallah, will also enjoy that freedom. They will bring sanity to these people that are divided, that are, allow themselves to be divided and, uh, and motivated by whatever they get out of it. But, um, you know, the important thing is just that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must give them wisdom, must give them direction so that they can get their heads thinking straight so that they can be united in the cause for a free Palestine in shoulder. Alhamdulillah, Zain uh, says, uh, free, free Palestine and well done, Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam. And I always make a dua that Allah keep you for this cause of justice and uh, truth. May I ask you, Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, uh, the marching and all that uh, we have in this uh, country, does it make any difference or is it just a uh, toy toy uh, movement? Ahmed, how do you respond to Zain there? Well, yes, you know, the, the, the problem we're sitting in, anybody and everybody just wants to toy toy about a whole lot of things. This is the problem. Whether they committed and dedicated is, is something. And you even get a whole lot of, uh, 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 protests and things that are taking place. Sometimes you think people are there that are supporting the cause, but people get there for the wrong reason. I give you a good example. You can bust 20,000 people and come for an event in heaven. And, 
We have it somewhere in the CBD or in the beach. For example, half of them are gone to the beach, half of them are gone to shopping, whatever it is. But more importantly, people are opportunistic. You know, that's the other problem that you got. It's about what you can get. That is why the EFF is able to drive people, particularly youth. The youth are very vulnerable in this country. So you tell them what they want. Yeah, I'll give you jobs. I'll give you this. I'll give the pensioners three thousand rand a month. I don't know where they can find. They can't find anything of that sort. But you tell people what they want to hear. But also remember that there is also, to some extent, infiltration by that forces that will always come and have their spies and have people in between you to observe and go back. You know, they have their own intelligence to come and tell you exactly what is going on and thing. But if you look at the South African scenario, a good example: people protest. They protest about what is seller service delivery. When you go to the ballot box, what do they do? They go vote for the same party, the same people. They come back and they protest against the same people, and then they go back and they vote. So it's it's, you know, it's like a vicious cycle, to be honest with you. So yes, I, I think we, we 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 education is the key, but with the quality of education we got and what we're concentrating on, we are far away from educating our people. Uh, so that they can fam- take informed decisions in this country. Ahmed, your parting words uh, this morning with all the congratulatory notes you get. And once again, uh, we congratulate you. Your parting uh, notes, Ahmed. Well, we're also leaving on a sad note, you know, of those three Marine officers that died. And that was the first lady, Afri- first lady in the whole of Africa, you know, and very tragic under which circumstances they've actually died. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very sad. And she was just about to be promoted as well to the commander, you know, the captain. But uh, what an achievement. And I've been following her for quite a period of time. And I was just shocked and devastated that she also lost her life. But very importantly, lastly, is the issue of what's happening at that Shoshanguve school and how they are selling these what they call space cakes or whatever it is. And, uh, and, 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 and put drugs inside it and the effect it's had on the children. So please just let our children know, don't just take anything from strangers, don't just buy. Schools must take responsibility, governing bodies, to just not allow any Tom Dick to get Harry to come there and, and, and just sell anything and everything. There must be measures put in place, you know, of, of oversight uh, to make sure that people that are selling are approved and that you even go and inspect. I mean, making this product, you're supposed to go and inspect where they're getting it from to allow it to be sold at your schools. You know, it cannot be a free-for-all because the schools have a right uh, responsibility to protect our children. So more importantly, I think we need to educate our children to be very, very careful about things, uh, what you buy, where you buy. Uh, 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 and if it's cheap, then something has to be wrong, you know. Yeah, that's what I, I would just urge our people to take that necessary precautions in Shola. Inshallah, Ahmed, I'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, uh, Ahmed Manzur Sheikh Imam, they're keeping the momentum uh, going. And, you know, as uh, we know, we are politicking and, uh, you know, the balance also drawn uh, by our Mufti A.K. Hussain at Ahmed Barakatum. And I must tell you that uh, he's so hands-on uh, that when it comes to the news team, uh, that Mufti does so much of research and uh, his morning shows uh, when he gives you that segment of, you know, uh, news from around the world and uh, giving it with a flair that only he can do. And I can tell you he's also a big inspiration uh, to me 
when it comes to looking at an alim that he's of that level, you know, very, very sound when it comes to jurisprudence, the Quran and, you know, the Hadith and all that, Mufti A.K. Hussain, simply, you know, one of the best in the world. But when his politics comes through, and even there, Mufti A.K. Hussain, teaching the Ummah to read in between the lines. And Alhamdulillah, if you can read in between the lines and not get duped or become a sheeple or being herded like uh, the masses, where, you know, Malik al-Shabazz said, the media is so powerful it can have you brainwashed you can have you loving the oppressor and hating those that are oppressed loving the oppressor but hating those that are oppressed and this is what uh, the media has done i think maybe the western world willingly and you know in the united nations how they vote and how the voting goes there is a very slanted opinion there's an opinion uh, that goes against uh, yeah, against divine decree and even uh, sinning against uh, one's own intelligence. Well, I want to thank uh, Lucolo uh, for doing uh, great engineering uh, this evening. Also, uh, thank you for tuning in to Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Keep it locked on to um, um, uh, Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming and uh, lovely nasheed interspersed. Rob, the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi. Wa barakatuh.